1: Today, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So, what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
0: I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath. This is Trailblazers with Ricky Swanell. Welcome into Trailblazers on nz the show where we speak with New Zealand's leading sportswomen, administrators and coaches, and my guest today, well, she's done it all on the netball court, ANZ Premiership, uh, Commonwealth Games, Gold Medal, she's captain the Silver Ferns, and of course, a World Cup. Welcome to Trailblazers, Katrina Rore. How are you? I'm
1: good, and yourself?
0: I'm very good, thank you. I'm, I'm, well, we, we sort of planned to do this a couple of weeks ago, and now the kind of tone of the interview might have changed a little bit, because... You have had some very big recent news. We were going to look to the start of the ANZ Premiership, but you're not quite going to be on court. Congratulations. Um, a new baby coming again. Was it a bit of a shock?
1: Yes, big shock. Um, I think age gap's maybe about 16 months for these um, actual babies. Uh, so yeah, massive shock. But again, my sister and I are 16 months apart. Um, everyone I've Kind of talk to about it, like oh, it's great. You get it all over and done with, you know, nappies at the same time and all that kind of stuff. They're like, it's really hard at the start, but when they grow up, it's absolutely fine. So, yeah, here's hoping it just smooth sailing. It obviously after so you have you have your wee baby girl lily, lily bud who's what? So how old is she at them
0: now? Ten months. Ten months. So you've yeah. sort of done the work to get yourself back on court. You've moved to the baby, <laughs> yeah. Any new team, all of that. where you like? Yay! Or oh. <laughs> oh, is it all total joy?
1: <laughs> it, it definitely. Um. Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Completely honest. I, I was loving preseason it was so hard. Getting back into it. Done all the hard work. About to come play our first game and um, find out the news. And obviously, when you're a bit shocked, um, it is one of those. Oh gosh, what do I do? Is this? I'm nervous. And one, I was nervous to tell the team and the coaches. And also, I kind of was loving having something for myself. That sounds really selfish, but I just really enjoyed being back with my friends. Um, but once the news sunk in and we realized how blessed we were and how hard it was to get pregnant with Lilybud, um, have this news was, was awesome. Um, and, yeah, that's, I'm in that stage of my life now where family is number one. And, um, yeah, again, like I said, we'll just take this as a massive blessing.
0: Yeah, obviously, you to say you've moved from after many seasons with the Pulsar up to the Magic as, as well. And I know you were looking forward to playing with a couple of your really good mates too. So, are you still going to kind of have a role in figuring out how you can help out this
1: season still? Yes, yeah, so I still go to a few trainings a, a week and I was assistant coach on the weekend, which was quite cool. As our assistant coach, um we had COVID, unfortunately, but also fortunate. So, I got to still be on the sideline and help out. and. And be a part of it. I got massive FOMO, though. I wanted to play so bad. I thought, like, just give me a dress and let me get out there. But, um, yeah, bigger picture. And it was great seeing netball from a different perspective. I've never coached before. Um, and it was quite cool being able to think about taking notes, see the game, not just the defensive end, but how, thing, how the ball goes down, who's doing what, when they should do what. And, um, yeah, so that perspective of the game was awesome.
0: Because when you were pregnant with Lily, Lilybud, did you sort of step quite a, away from things a little bit? You kind of had not a clean break, I know you're still interested
1: and in, in following, but weren't as involved? No, because I um, got pregnant quite early on when pre-season for Pulse hadn't started. Um, uh, Ferns had just gone into a camp and I was struggling a wee bit with um, trying to go to training um, look quite not really ill but you know a little bit nauseous and all that kind of stuff you get with pregnancy so I just took a clean break there was just no point in me coming coming in Uh, I didn't really want to be that guy where you had to worry about me or if I was okay or I just didn't want to have that burden on others Uh, so yeah complete clean break Um, so yeah it's been it's been nice to still be involved this time.
0: Yeah, you're obviously sort of renowned for, for your fitness and and you do all sorts of strange things and <laughs> gyms and CrossFits and stuff like that. <laughs> you see all sorts of strange things. How have you found it physically, a changed body and, and I mean, getting yourself back to a point of, of you were ready to go
1: again? Oh, so hard. The biggest challenge is coming back from a baby is oh, just so hard. I was so unfit and weak and it just as it was like starting from scratch as if you've had a major injury you've done nothing for say nine months um, and just trying to get it all all back was very difficult and it was uh, my mind was struggling a bit with my body it was very frustrated with it uh, but again another awesome challenge to have to go through and something to I know work towards and um every day going to the gym doing anything was a challenge so I thoroughly enjoyed it but also got frustrated with it yeah. but getting um getting fitter and fitter again was was awesome and just being a part of doing something different and having to think about myself my body um also when I'm going to have to go pick up Lily can I train today can I not when can I fit it in um so there's just so many different things to have to think about but again a really cool challenge to go through mm.
0: I guess with netball, and I know it's something sort of other sports are are grappling with a little bit more, but netball's always been a sport where there's, um, you know, there's there's babies on the sideline, players have come back. Did you sort of tap into people who'd been there, done it? You've got close teammates as well who've been in that situation? Yeah, of course,
1: constantly talking to others. Even Fee and Kayla, we're all new. Yeah. Um, Casey Corporal obviously knows exactly how it is with that. Meals as well. Um, even now with second pregnancy, asking them, um, is it really this tough in the second time round compared to the first time? Uh, just little bits and pieces. How, how do you even juggle having them on the sideline, not having them on the sideline, having nights away from them, for your job. Um, that kind of thing is, is really tough. But um, Debbie Christensen from New Zealand Players Association has set up a kind of a mums and bubs um, Zoom every, uh, I think maybe once a month with players um, from All Codes. We come in, oh, have cool. a Zoom, just kind of share a bit about ourselves, our journey, what we want to go forward, how things, think, you know, just to share information with each other, which is, I think, an absolute awesome initiative and, Um, and then you're kind of talking with them over Zoom, and so when you see them in person, you can have real yarns, and you know exactly what what the other are going through, and, yeah, I think it's, yeah, that's been awesome. That's really, like, have you seen, as you've
0: been sort of through your career, the collaboration with other codes, particularly with other sportswomen, we see, you know, so much more prominence that that has started to happen more, perhaps more so than when you were starting out in netball?
1: Huge. I think social media also has a lot to do with that. You have a chance to um, reply to other stories with sport, be able to share what other sports are going through, when they're on, um, share milestones of what what they're doing as well. And in particular... Female supporting other females, which is huge. And, yeah, that's definitely a, a massive positive to social media in that sense. Obviously, there's huge negatives to, <laughs> to, one, or two, to. one or two. But yeah. Yeah. but um, I think that's a massive positive And quite a few of us from other codes have become good friends just from that.
0: Yeah, it's it seems like, doesn't it, there's a really supportive mm. community with, with women sport and sport and, and all of that, and maybe in the past people were competing for places or whatever, now it's like, you know, you guys are looking at the White Ferns and everyone's supporting
1: each other, it must be really, it's really cool. It's it's like, it's invigorating, you know, it's quiet, Yeah, I know it's awesome to see us all supporting each other, and not once have any of us, anyone I've dealt with anyway, or supported or talked to... Have you ever said, you know, you're stealing our players, we're stealing your players, you get more funding than I do, we do? Mm. All that kind of stuff. We're here to uplift each other and want to see us all succeed. We want to see all female sport become better. Even if, for example, the Stuff article the other week that put that the white ferns were oh. the black caps or, and then they put them, there was silver ferns. And oh. you know, there was hockey, there was netball, there were rugby. There were lots of different female sports sporting um woman making sure they shared that on social media and being like this is not okay so here we are thankfully supporting each other which is is huge
0: yeah it's really cool um obviously you made a a big family decision this year to to move north and to join the magic so how is how is life in the bay because that's where your husband Joel is from right he's he's a little guy and um you're living life up there why did you want to make that change
1: it was, it was a change mainly for our family um, with knowing that we want to start a family. We brought the section early on and then when we got pregnant and started building the house and came up and I honestly thought my netball career was over. I didn't think I was going to carry on. Joel came up here started his building business, which has been really good. Um, just having family around a bit of a smaller town. Um, you know, we're a bit closer to Auckland where my family are. And it's nice to go to the Mount on the weekends. Just, yeah. that, just that kind of thing was the whole reason for the move. The weather is definitely better. Um, I miss Wellington and I love, loved Wellington so much. So this has been huge. And then also changing franchises for me was massive, um, what well, over a decade with The Pulse. And I Is that how long it was in the end? Wow. It a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was there for a very long time, and I thought that was my end franchise. And to be honest, if we hadn't moved here for family reasons and I thought I was done, I definitely wouldn't have um, changed franchises. But the Magic are cool, though. like They're a cool bunch. I absolutely thoroughly enjoy um, what we do and how we do it. Obviously, the... The bay is a it's a huge region, so all of us have to travel a lot, which is different for me um, and a lot of the other other girls. But um, again, yeah, like I said, love it. Plus, I got some good mates there, which I again, like I said, I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. So when you thought okay,
0: you you were done, you thought you, your career was over when you had Lily. Um, how did you end up therefore
1: signing and and play well, not quite playing for the Magic? It was, to um, be Claire Bailey and I were just yarning about it. I think I was even pushing Lily, trying to get her to sleep down the road, and I was yarning to Claire. And she was stuck in two minds of what she wanted to do. Um, you know, the pulse wasn't really, uh, I don't really know the personal, the what was happening there. Bailey as well was probably in the same boat. Or three of us were like, do we need a change? Should we do it? I'm like, well, I'm in the bay. You guys should definitely come. I could think about coming back. I was feeling really good after Lily um I really felt like I needed something for myself especially being in a new town um yeah, new yeah. city really trying to find my feet trying to find you know groups of people to hang out with all of that kind of stuff you do when you move somewhere when you don't know anybody um so it kind of just uh, spiraled from there
0: <laughs> so we Claire and Bailey Bailey is obviously Claire Kirsten they two, two of your closest friends right but you, I, have the three of you ever played in a franchise together, no, because no. obviously played with Clear a lot at the yeah. Pulse, but Bailey's always been North. Yes, exactly. Or cat
1: tactics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've um, we've about it in the past, um, just kind of jokingly joking around, and you know as you do. But um, this was a chance when we were kind of joking, and then it was like, well, this could really be a reality. And yeah, it is. We're at an age now where we kind of want to start enjoying our netball for not just netball but who we're with and sharing those moments with good friends as well so
0: mm. yeah. yeah my guest on trailblazers today is Silverfern's legend are you legend status yet not, not quite well, no
1: definitely not no, no. <laughs> okay
0: well one of the great Silverferns, you've done it all uh, katrina rode uh we will be back with more in a moment here on scnz Welcome back into Trailblazers. I'm Ricky Swannell, and I'm talking to Silver Fern, Katrina Orde, who has uh, had a long and storied netball career, although is trying to say no to legend status. Um, <laughs> let's have a look at, and I want to kind of rip the band-aid off to talk uh, that 2017-2018 time. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you were the captain of the Silver Ferns. Obviously, the Commonwealth Games and, on the Gold Coast was Pretty disastrous, um it's possibly the only way to look there was a lot of fallout uh, How do you reflect back on that time now?
1: You can only reflect back on it and take what you can and learn from it. There's no point in looking back and being still being super pissed off about it because it was hard it hurt a lot. It was definitely the most difficult time of my career, and I know a lot of the other players it was theirs as well um You know what it's just it's one of those things where you can't really you don't want to do a blame game you don't want to do anything you just have to look at it reflect dump it move on and um i've had a lot of questions of don't you want um you know like retribution or whatever coming to next com games all that kind of stuff and i'm like well no i don't actually com games on the gold coast is done done dusted is what it is it was a rubbish time you can't change it now um, and I don't, I don't feel like you just need to replace it with something else to make it go away because it never will go away. It's always there, stuck in history of, you know, being the only team to never have meddled, which is just rubbish, right?
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're always a, a pretty heart-on-the-sleeve kind of player and, and captain. How much of a toll did it, did it take on you mentally to, to get through that? And, and you were, I guess, effectively the public
1: face of that team. Definitely the public face because there was other players there who um, weren't taking media interviews, um, even coaching staff, some of them weren't taking media interviews. And I was the one who always had to, you know, face up. And um, that is what it is. And when you're the captain, it's so much better. And I would prefer to protect some – most – all the players – from anything that's going to be negative or dishearten them or bring them down in any way because I don't want to, um, you know, take them away from their performance because that's what we were there for. We were there to play. And as a Mm -hmm. captain, you're the one that needs to take the full brunt of any public or media, media backlash and should be supported as well by a coach of doing that. Um, So, yeah, moving forward, that was, I'm kind of hoping I was able to do that in some respect for others, but yeah, I'm not going to lie, it took a, a massive toll mentally and physically. I think I ended up losing a lot of weight during those Com Games, um, probably ended up being the lightest I've ever been, and I really had to leave Com Games, go on holiday, and just sit, eat, and just try and regain um, myself back. Yeah. Mm.
0: It, in, in that lead-up to it, could you sense things starting to
1: unravel? hundred percent yeah unfortunately um it it was you could see it coming um but there was not much we could do about it definitely had discussions with the ceo before com games knowing that things weren't right um but was it too late to change things who knows hindsight's a great a great thing um i was very fortunate yvette and jury she was great for me she was um you know she knows how to play her role and she did that well and She's there to support the head coach, and she had to she had to do that and as a captain, I was there to try and support my my team with the um vice captain leadership group and the others and it, it was definitely um yeah it definitely wasn't a group that was together and that was really hard that's on me as well of not being able to keep everyone together and try and get through of how do we how do we even get to the next game um with ourselves and um with what I mean, the amount of coaching we were getting and stuff like that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously all sorts of talk about all the things and I I won't make you relive it because I think you're kind of sort of making the point. Did you, when you got away from it and you had to start, you know, eating and and get, try and just get rid of some of that stress, did you ever think, did it get to a point of I'm done, I'm I'm not playing again or were you, did
1: you (laughs) always, that was not going to be your last or what, how did you feel about the game? Definitely (laughs) had those thoughts. No doubt about it. The amount of, the amount of shit I got during and aftercom games, it was definitely like this is the negative side of social media, right? Yeah. Or and the actual media of um, feeling the full brunt of everything was I don't like I don't need that in my life. I don't need to yes. deal with this. Do like do I need to my mental health to suffer just because people need to air their their frustrations out on me? Um, so that was definitely. Definitely in in consideration of giving up, but I'm glad I didn't. Even though it wasn't smooth sailing after that, um, I definitely had to try and find I don't know something to keep my myself going. But yeah, I'm glad I didn't give up.
0: Yeah, there was a time and uh, during that games, and it still brought up a lot the the infamous interview with with Jenny May. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> I'm Jenny May. I know and I'm going to talk to you about it but like you know some people were like she was completely in the wrong others were like no it was great like how do you actually feel about it with, with you know the distance of time a few years ago now because I mean yeah. it was brutal at the time it was brutal to watch at the time but
1: how how do you feel about it now? Yeah it definitely, it definitely felt brutal I remember it yeah. happening and after when we went off I was like Jay May, like what why like, why would you do that to me but we talked about it afterwards and Jay May had a job to do right that was her job to um and I think what she was looking for was emotion and to show the public that we did care um so again she got her point across I obviously got my point across <laughs> um yeah reflect on it it's hard the yeah I know the media we don't always love them but again well you guys have a job to do right and it's not always going to be easy it's not always going to be easy for us um yeah, J jade definitely got a lot of backlash for that and i know that my family even like, what is that woman thinking <laughs> but um May is a good friend of mine and her family and we get along really well and Um, Even at, so she was at World Cup in 2019, so um, it was quite cool to be able to have a glass of champagne and have an interview with her afterwards when we had won, and it was a lot more pleasant. Yes, I can imagine. Um, obviously, as
0: yes, you said, you, you did stick with it and carried on, but it was a tumultuous after Com Games, there was the big review, all of that, and, and Nolene Total, Dame Nolene Total came in a, as the coach, which I think everyone was roundly very excited about. But for you, that period must have been also really challenging because your path to the World Cup um was far far from from plane sailing so how did how did you kind of deal with that you got dropped and then you got injured and all of these kind of things yeah definitely actually dropped for that january tour prior the start of 2019
1: oh yeah that's definitely how i saw it yeah i wasn't told anything else um there are a lot of people going no we'll just try another combinations i'm like well nobody told me this (laughs) so yeah that was oh that was so hard um yeah, because, yeah, I honestly don't even remember too much from Com Games. And I was coming in, um, went on a couple of tours, I think it was, and then, um, yeah, there was the December try, was going for, January tour, and I had a shambles of it. I was, I was the fittest I'd ever been, though. Like, I got married, um, we are on a honeymoon, and I made Joel come to the gym with me every day on a honeymoon and just train like a demon, and... Uh, yeah, I went in there feeling great, um, super fit, like really fit for me as well, and um, just didn't play very well, um, tried to do too much. And it, it's, it was so bizarre. I was having coffee with Bailey and Claire, of all people, <laughs> before <laughs> before we were told, you know, when you go into the room with Knowles and Deb, um, being told if you've got picked or not. And that morning I was like, guys, this is seriously the weirdest feeling. I'm like, I'm not going. And i like, no, you're fine as you do. Um, but it was bizarre how you just kind of know that you're not in the mix and you haven't performed and you mentally you just don't feel like you've, you've done enough. Um, so that was interesting for me. So going to the room, I knew exactly. And I, as soon as I walked into the room, no one made eye contact with me. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so my Confirmation um yeah and that was just uh well it was just shitty yeah
0: because <laughs> at that stage i mean were you still effectively the incumbent captain or had that decision been made
1: no i was i think laura was back yeah. laura yeah laura was back and was captain and again i after com games i didn't want i didn't want any leadership role it was just um not like I love being a leader, but I don't need to be named a leader, you know. And I didn't, uh, yeah. Just and Laura is, is and will always be like she was meant to be captain, you know. So yeah, mm. yeah.
0: So from that January period, not going on that that Northern tour, how deep did you have to get into yourself to go? Yes, I want to go to that World Cup, and I'm how to get selected and and to put yourself back in that selection frame.
1: Yeah, I did have. Um, Couple of weeks after, like, so I had a summer, which yeah, you do e- the tennis. Yeah, I don't even know what was that. That was. I was like, I never had a summer before. It was awesome. Like, I loved every minute of it. Even though I knew in the back of my mind, I was I was devastated. I wasn't going on that January tour, but I was like, this is an opportunity for me to go. I don't know, have a few beverages, go hang out with my mates, just be, just be, um, and enjoy the sun and not have to be freezing my butt off in January and everyone's getting a tan on the beach and I'm not. So um, in that sense, you had to embrace, I embraced that. And I think it just made me realize that I I did want to go to the World Cup. And I enjoyed having a pre-season with the Pulse, with the the younger crew and them loving what they were doing and appreciating what they had and kind of gave me a new lease of, I can learn from this awesome crew who just want to be here because they pretty much get paid to turn up to the gym. Like, how cool is that? You know, that's yeah. that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, get in amongst that and just enjoying my ANZ season and try not to put too much pressure on me to get selected for World Cup um, helped me help me a lot. Mm. you you did obviously get selected
0: and then you got injured uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like r- really close to you know to the point that michaela Sokolich beats and went as you'll cover um to the u k the I remember the the leaving do before you, the team headed off and it was kind of like touch and go and mm-hmm. and I don't think you were, you didn't seem particularly confident i think you put on a brave face how how touch and go was it for you to play the
1: play that world cup in Liverpool? It was so touch and go that I had one day up my sleeve to get selected. It was – I don't know. It's like all these other mental challenges in the over the past two years before this time had helped me try and deal with what I was going through. Um, it was – I couldn't even believe it. Like it was oh, – when it happened, I remember it happening in the sunny coast. I just took off and pulled my – and my calf went, and I was like, oh, God. I couldn't even walk. Um, Laura came and sat down. She goes, how are you? I'm like, yeah, nah. So um, I got sent home straight away from sunny coast, got um, scans, and they were like, this is this is definitely – this is a four- to six-week injury, more six weeks than four, and that's when you're you know, coming back to try and play, not playing a World Cup. And I had four weeks until the start of World Cup. Ugh. So it was – horrendous it was horrendous like I was like, are you kidding me like this is such rubbish I was getting so mad just why um but again I was diligent at oh I was ice pack every two hours leg up um doing anything I had to do um even just being able to get onto the plane to work up was huge um every two hours on the plane calf raises just Um, even we got to LA on our stopover, I was doing calf raises, I was doing shuttles, I was doing running, I was trying to do anything to make sure I wouldn't lose a day of strength or rehab on my calf to make sure um, I did. Because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have had that day at my sleeve and I wouldn't have made World Cup. So yeah, I'm very lucky, Mark, I rented to Physio for Ferns, was on my butt about trying to get things done. um, And they were so supportive and we were fortunate to have I think it was a week before World Cup we were – I can't even honestly remember where we were. Um, but it was just – I was diligent and so, so diligent. And right before – I think it was two days before they had to name the World Cup team, I was able to play one quarter. And I got through it, and I was fine. I didn't feel any pain or any tightness. And so the day after that, we tested it again, and I was fine. And they could name me. So I was they named me 24 hours before they had to put a full team of 12 in which is, gosh. And Michaela, my gosh, like, she is the best, the actual. She is a great human. Oh, like, and, and when we both were um, with Knowles and got told what was happening and she was like, well, they told um, Mick she's going home and that I was going, and Mickey was just like, this isn't my time, this is your time, this isn't for me. And I'm like, you're so great, like, you're the best. So, oh uh, yeah, special bond with Mickey because she is just the greatest. Yeah,
0: we will uh, talk about that World Cup campaign in a moment with Katrina Rory, my guest, on SCNZ, Trailblazers, stay with us. You're listening to Trailblazers on CNZ. we are reminiscing, well it wasn't even that long ago, Twenty, although you know, actually a lot's happened in the last few years since the 2019 Netball World Cup, You're where right. Katrina Rory just about got ruled out, made it, and then obviously... The Silver Ferns went on to win that world title, and, and what a what a tournament it was! What stands out after actually being selected, getting through that? What stands out from that campaign and and, and that couple of weeks?
1: We were all in. It was um, it was an amazing team to be a part of. I, don't know, I feel like as soon as we got to World Cup, that was we weren't going to lose. I don't know it's this bizarre feeling of we just knew what we were there for. We all on the same page, wanted the same thing, would do anything to do it. Whether you're on the court or not, everyone was just, I don't know, glued in, reined in, you know, just all on the same page. And we wanted the same, we all wanted the same goal, same success, mm-hmm. same everything. And it was, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome, like just ridiculously cool to be a part of. And even – so we never had a day off either. You know, teams with – I think it was one or two days off – Um, between games, but we would still go to the court. We would work on what we needed to work on, Um, you know, making sure everyone was up to speed, up to play, whether you had played, whether you hadn't, who was doing what, Um, just to make sure we didn't – I was like – I think I even put on a photo up and I was like, we will rest when this is over. Because what's the point? You had 10 10 days, I think, World Cup is. That is it. 10 days to win a World Championship just – put your shoes on and get it done, you know? Like, yeah, we were just, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It was so great to be yeah. part of.
0: It's someone sort of sitting back home and watching it and you sort of have being an observer there was a moment in the semi-final where against England where ball was heading out of court and Shannon Saunders kept it and batted it and I think Amelia uh, Marie or Amelia ran I can't remember who the shoe was maybe Mills and that was I was like that's it they're going to win the World Cup did you have a moment was there any moment throughout the tournament or was it always right from the start or was there one moment on court where you thought yeah we we are here we've got this
1: I do think that semi-final against England how our, our start was great. I think Jane got three mm-hmm. intercepts in a row or something ridiculous and I was like, wow. This is like we're all in here. This is this is us and obviously they came back and all this kind of stuff, but even just even the little banter that we would own of other teams coming on the court trying to mess with us. and I'm like, yeah, no, you just can't. You just you've got nothing on us. We're not going to be frazzled when we know we're not going to roll over. And I think, yeah, that England game was it was huge. No one expected us to win that. Mm. And we went in there going, this is ours. And then, yeah, and then obviously Aussie. But I think the final against Aussie, especially I think it must have been the last 90 seconds or two minutes, where we held on to the ball for quite a while. But that was our whole game plan for the last – Knowles has come in and ball retention was huge for us. That was like our thing. And we had done it at training – A million times so we knew what everyone was going to do we knew how they were going to cope we knew what they were going to do under pressure who we could pass to who was going to be there and it was as if there was no of course it was stress but there was no real you know big stressy moments like I'm gonna if I get the ball I'm gonna throw it away all of us wanted the ball we're in the final situation everyone wanting to hold the ball and pass it to somebody is a pretty big deal
0: yeah, yeah. Afterwards, was is it a feeling now of of contentment, um, or was it relief? Or I mean, how do you look at that? And and as you say, whether your international career might be done. I'm not putting you into retirement, by the way. But <laughs> where, how how you look back on all of that now?
1: What's the over overriding feeling? Yeah, when we won World Cup, 100% relief was there, no doubt about it, but absolute elation. And just knowing, I think seeing um, Laura's elation makes you really appreciate what um, other players had been through to get there to win because it was, what, Laura, Rhea and Casey, I think it was, I don't know, third or fourth, I don't know, you know, Mm. they'd been around a long time and that was their first World Cup to win and that's – Oh, I don't know, just seeing how much effort they've put in, especially if, you know, players that have been there for the first time, you're like, no, this isn't that easy, guys. Like, this is really hard to do, really, really hard to do. Um, so just, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think seeing that just made it all worth it. But relief was was high on the list. Yeah.
0: I mean, you look back and, and you're like, you've played across eras with the absolute greats of the game. Um, how have you changed over that time, from from that young one what, down in Otago and all of that? <laughs> yeah, 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 how have you changed as a player
1: and, and obviously as a person? Yeah, hugely. It's uh, it's amazing what um, life as an athlete can do to you, and when you go in and out of challenges, highs and lows. Because uh, I think I remember somebody saying to me you know, your lows for your job are my highs. Like, no 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 mate. Like I do not think so. Um our lows are bloody low, but our highs are like ridiculously high. Like they are the best of the best. So um I don't know, from being young and learning how hard it is to get a high Um, and how much it takes from you to have a low, it really does make you appreciate um, the job that we have and the people that we meet who help you get through it and make it what it is. And no doubt about it, I've made some dumb-ass mistakes in my career, like, without a doubt. But also, you're a kid growing up in the spotlight of an international and domestic game, and you're constantly on television, you having to control your um, what your adolescent emotions and then trying to learn how to deal with those and then grow as an adult as well. You know what I mean? And you're going through yeah. all this personal stuff and then you – it's just – it's amazing um, how much people see and how much you try and um, stop them from seeing and you don't need to explain yourself. But sometimes you kind of feel like you have to just <laughs> tell them that yeah. mistake was because of this and I'm really sorry but – but um, yeah, just yeah, I'm very fortunate to have had the career that I've had. Like, I'm not saying I'm retiring, but um, yeah, meeting the people and lifelong friends, and I am just so fortunate. And even having that stint in Aussie after the World Cup with yeah. the Swifts crew was a massive highlight for me. Like going over there and meeting that team and playing with them. I know it kind of gave me a new lease on netball as well, and how cool it is um, that we have this, um, I know, pool of players and athletes in netball around the world who you just get along with as soon as you walk into a team with them. Um, mm-hmm. As in World Cup, we had English players and Aussie players. We played against in semis and finals. You come in, you're part of their team, and you're just nearly best mates. All of a sudden, it's yeah. There's nothing quite like it, and I'm very fortunate.
0: Who? Who's been the biggest influence on your career?
1: That's hard because I've gone through so, you know, from down south to up. So I'm very fortunate from, you know, even when I was a, a teenager, like um, Paula Bailey was my coach when I was, a, like, you know, only young and making sure that I wanted the pathway to to get there. And then um, the whole reason I even made my first franchise team in the Canterbury Flames was because Shelly Norris rang me up because I didn't make the Auckland Diamonds. And she's like, hey, bro, you want to, like, come play down here? I was like, oh, yeah, sweet ass. Mark Foster was my first coach. And then, you know, going to Dunedin and fortunate enough to – I think um, Yvette and injury was was pretty cool in the sense that she was my first Pulse coach, left, came back, and was um, a different person and a different coach. <clears throat> so she went away and learned and grew a lot. And even she'll be the first to admit it too. And I thoroughly enjoyed my time. She's now a really good friend of mine. Obviously, why – big international coach of mine, you know what I mean, there's just so many yeah. people, and I'm fortunate that Knowles has come in and been able to give me my second chance of, of getting where I, where I have, so, you know, it's, you can't even put it down to, like, one person, I've got people, like, Casey Corporal is obviously one of the tightest um, players I've been, like, she was one of my, like, best mates in there with Jodie and Laws and Rhea, you know, there's just so many players as well who have been around for, for a while who you, um a fortunate to have learnt so much from. What would you kind of credit
0: your longevity in in the game to and to to have played for the teams you have from the, the old National Bank Cup days as a as a teenager to through to a World Cup winner and ANZ premiership winner. And I'd even forgot about the Aussie League winning as well. Yeah. What what, yeah. what what has kept you in the game and, and what has made you stay at the top of the game for so long?
1: I think I had um, injuries early on in my career down in Dunedin. Um, I had four stress fractures in my feet at different times and going through those because of overloading, overtraining, not being smart. Um, So at a young age, learning my body and how it copes and how it handles netball and time off and that you can't actually have time off as an athlete. (laughs) You're dreaming if you think you can. Um, So I think, yeah, learning myself and my body um, slowly but surely has helped my longevity 100% and the enjoyment. Really always trying to find the reason you play, not just turning up to play just because, you know, it's a job and it's better than something else you might want to do. So, yeah, I think that's huge for it.
0: Stay with us on SCNZ. We are chatting with Katrina Rode, Great Silver Fern, and a little bit more to come here on Trailblazers. Katrina Rode is my guest on Trailblazers, looking back at an outstanding netball career that isn't quite over yet. Hopefully there's another another comeback to come. Um, I said before, you, you've played across eras with so many great players. So the very first Trailblazers we did, I asked Yvonne Willering this, so I'm going to ask you this too. Who is the best you've played with and who is the best you've played against?
1: With is hard. <laughs> yeah, because you have played with. I've played some of the some absolute greats, ridiculously good people. Like my first franchise team, Canterbury Flames, Vilamana Davi was my goalkeeper. You know what I mean? So I've been around that. Oh gosh, I've been around that long. <laughs> but you, I, don't, I don't think you can really go past uh, Laura Casey and Rhea. I think those three are. We are very fortunate to have once in a generation players with three of them. Like how rid, like ridiculously talented those three are. Um, yeah, I can't go past them. What what are those three, and obviously all
0: different areas of the court, completely different people and players, what do they each bring? What was so good to, I mean, they were so great to watch, but um, to, to play alongside?
1: Yeah, Casey, obviously, just the way she, I think she changed the way we were as defenders, how she could just come out and get these ridiculously amazing intercepts without even looking like she was trying. She was just gifted, you know. She was very, very gifted and a great leader in her own right. Rhea, how she could shoot from range, and so silky, didn't even break a sweat ever, and would just get under the skin of every defender, because she was just that silky smooth, and then Laura is just your ultimate workhorse, who will, you know, lay on the ground for any. you know what I mean? She just would give her life for anybody, just to, I, I don't know, she is so kind, and would do anything for your team, and... How hard she works on and off the quarters, next to none, just absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, very very fortunate to have played all, th- all three of those.
0: And and what about who you've played against? Now, obviously, you've played yeah. against those ones in franchise level, so that doesn't count. I mean, internationally,
1: <clears throat> yeah. So I think I think the two um, Sherelle McMahon and Nat Medhurst, for sure are two of the yeah outstanding goal attacks. And Shirla played against her when she was goal shoot for a bit. Um, pain in my ass they were frustrating but fun all at the same time Um, I know Nat and I we definitely got under each other's skin without a doubt and I was playing against Nat when Casey did her major knee injury Um, and then it kind of showed a bit of I don't know how you always have respect for your opposition no matter how much you hate them on court right and when it happened, we were both really shaking, going, are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm like, are you all right? We're like, you're all right. And we didn't even touch each other for the rest of the game. I think there was maybe five minutes to go, and we were just, I don't know, I don't even know how to put it, just really wanted to look out for each other. It was bizarre. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those two were were—they were pretty
0: frustrating. <laughs> yeah, because she, yeah. she, I'm remembering back to that, and that injury, was her, she, there's a, quite a f- famous photo of it. She's the one who calls time on the umpire, saying that this is
1: bad, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I... Oh, it was just, and it's really hard as obviously as athletes, you know, injury is going to happen, but Casey's a good friend and seeing her in pain, you're like, no, like not okay. This is not, mm. not okay. And you know how hard they work and you know it's going to be bad and it's going to be out and they've got a lot of work to do. So yeah, just seeing, you know, oh, it's just, yeah, that was how we this. Yeah, yeah. Where do
0: you, uh, where do you think the sport is at? Where is, where is netball at, and where is it headed? That's a very big, broad question. Very
1: big and broad. It's it's hard. I think netball, like all sports, right? They kind of go in waves. Yes. As well, I think um you know when we had ANZ, um, I think it was a championship when we were with Aussie, right? And it was, you know, that was big for netball, and there was. Um, Again, lots of exposure, but again, I don't think we won much internationally when that was there. We've come away. We've got our own ANZ Premiership, and we've won a World Cup from it. So, mm. and then at the moment, how are we doing internationally? Don't know. There's been retirements, and I've been kind of out of that part of it for a, a wee while. And and it's one of those things where do you change things if it's not broke, but also do you change it before it really gets broken. Um, so, and there's so many things, so much more research and. Um we do need funnyball do uh like so plain and Aussie, they are unbelievable at what they do, so they have the money though, right, and they have the population, yeah. so they can have a franchise team who has their own stadium that they can go to they 've got their own change rooms with their lockers and ice hot ice cold pools there to be being called 24 7 anything that they need they have it we're we're still trying to find that but again money is huge in that sense um so yeah we still I think still have a long way to go of trying to be absolutely fully professional um will that ever happen who knows but I'm hoping it's in a in a good place where we can move forward and, and try and get that to happen
0: Mm. Would you like to see a return to a trans Tasman comp? Obviously, we have got the ANZ Premiership underway at the moment. Um, whether it's time to go back or some sort of crossover or some club competition with the Aussies and maybe even England or others?
1: Yeah, I, I love, I I loved it. I like really enjoyed going to Aussie and playing. Even though obviously New Zealanders weren't we weren't as successful as the Aussies playing against us. Um, but then again, also will we saturate it with we already play Aussie four test matches a year. Will that be too much? Um, Who knows, but can we do something a little bit different? But again, player welfare is huge as well. Seasons get too long, international seasons. I think there was a few years there we played 15 test matches a year and had a full ANZ Premiership season, which isn't sustainable for um, for players. So, um, yeah, player welfare is huge in the sense of where we can go forward and how we can keep everyone actually safe
0: yeah yeah so what's your plans what's what's ahead for you? aside from obviously a, a baby another baby um but you know what are you in where do you see yourself heading and and i mean yeah i know it's probably all very new and all quite new isn't
1: it but what's ahead yeah i i'm trying to get my head around what i'm doing at the moment um being a mum is awesome so time consuming obviously but awesome time consuming i think i say awesome a lot i was just like very appreciative of what I have. Um, having another kid will be interesting. Um, as in, I can't wait, but it'll be hectic and full on. And what on earth, how on earth am I going to be able to do anything other than that? But um, who knows if I'll come back and play. I'll definitely only play Magic because I'm in this region. Um, otherwise, future holds. Trying to find a job, I think, would be very difficult. <laughs> very difficult. Um, so I'll try and find that. Um, what is it? Sins? Is that what you what we're doing right now? You've got any jobs? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Go. <laughs> Can I work from home, please? Radio
0: show? Well, look, I'm working from home, so you never know. Sorry. You oh, well, look, you've always had the media gift of the gab, and yeah. I know you've had your ups and downs with the media, but look, well, I mean, you, you might find a, a home in a commentary box or something.
1: Yeah, who knows? I thoroughly enjoy s- sport, and yes. I love being a part of it. I love being a part of other athletes, and um, if I could stay in sport, that would be. The ultimate, but um, again, who knows? Is there any more roles around, guys? I feel like there's so there's- many amazing female broadcasters and just women doing their thing in sport That is, um, it is truly cool to watch.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of really cool... Jobs and sport, though, like that you can adapt your skills from, or whatever. I mean, I'm sure netball would, would love to keep you in some capacity, but like that whole well being area, and looking because of the experiences you've had. I look, do it like just what did you yeah. a job interview while we in here? here. <laughs> oh um (laughs) you're also helping at home with your husband Joel's got his own business too um when you think you know from 28 particularly that 2018 period um which was so rough um and then to where you are now do you sort of go you know I'm done all right I'm a pretty resilient tough person to get there
1: Oh, for sure. I'm, I am proud of what I've been able to achieve and get through in my career. Um, and it has set me up for my life and challenges in, in life and um, obviously in business and things like that. So, yeah, I am super grateful for what I've been through and how I've come out the other side and, and what I've been able to achieve through it all. And um, just have the support of so many people around me, which is, yeah, the support of the balance of life is massive.
0: Yeah, well, it's been a great career to watch. I'm sure there's probably a book in it somewhere. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's plenty more we could have touched on. We might have to have you back another time. But, uh, Katrina, all the best for for what's ahead with, uh, with everything with family. And thank you so much for joining me on Trailblazers. Cool. Thanks for having me.